everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amy, from Rebel Nutrition. And today is a special day because I have been trying to get my husband, Eric, to join the podcast for a long time now. For those of you who don't know, he's been a part of Rebel Nutrition basically from the beginning, although he did have a full-time job when I first started my business and I was first trying to get everything off the ground. But I definitely consider him to be a huge part of my success because he has been so supportive along the way and he also gives really good advice. So I thought it would be fun to have him on the podcast today. And we always talk about having kind of just a recorded conversation. Him and I have coffee and breakfast together almost every morning. And once the caffeine hits, we tend to have very good (laughs) conversations that I always wish I have recorded because I feel like they'd be really valuable to other people. So today is just going to be kind of a recording of a conversation. Of course, I'm asking him some of the questions that I get from you guys a lot, which are related to working with your spouse because... As you guys probably know, if you follow me on Instagram, he is a huge part of Rebel Nutrition now. He works for me uh, full time, which is great. I love it. And he's also starting his own his own um, tech channel, I guess you would say. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. And FYI, if you hear some kibble crunching in the background, that's because Bijou is eating her food with us. So, you know, it happens. But anyways, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, my husband, Eric. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so awkward. I feel like you have like a podcast voice. That's such a good compliment. Do I sound different right now than I normally do when I'm talking to you? Mm-hmm. Really? How? Like just, a podcast voice. Just smoother? It's like the cereal. I feel like how she talks. <gasps> oh my like... God. I think that's the best compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did have somebody tell me once that my voice was soothing and that they could listen to my podcast before they went to bed. I was like, really? Because I think I sound like a valley girl and I don't think that's very soothing, but... It's funny what people think, though, because that's I, I feel like I thought my voice was like super annoying. I don't think it Just is. Like, but that's like, I feel like what you think, like right when you start recording. Yeah, that's and true. then people say, like, I like your voice. And it's like, it's weird to like think that. That's true. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are annoyed by my voice, too, but... That's a compliment coming from you. First, let's take it back to the hut (laughs) when we started, or when I started my business, but you were obviously a huge part of that and you were working in retail. What like was your, because we've talked about this a lot, how like I don't consider myself to be an entrepreneurial person. So what did you think when I started my business? (laughs) Like, did you think that it was going to turn into what it has turned into? Yeah. You did? I do. Well, so, and like, that is just crazy to me because I think if the tables were turned, I don't think I would have, not not to sound rude, and I I, want to make this applicable to people that are listening who are starting a business and maybe their spouse isn't fully supportive because I feel like if the tables were turned, I don't know if I would be that blindly supportive. And so I'm trying to think of like what you did or like if you had to do anything to have that faith in me or where that came from, or like if you could give any advice to somebody who is starting a business whose whose spouse isn't that supportive or doesn't believe that it'll work. I just think, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, why not believe in your spouse? Yeah, that's true. I feel like, like you're with them for a reason. Like, you don't think they're like a failure. Like, why would you not believe in them? Yeah. Well, and I think, I think you're a good example of what can happen when you when your spouse believes in you because you guys I'm telling you I have never considered myself to be entrepreneurial I never thought I was going to start a business and it's amazing when you have a spouse that is 
supportive of what you want to do, the types of things that you can accomplish. So if you, right now, let's say your partner is like, doesn't believe that you can be successful with an online business, I feel like have them have them go talk to Eric. <laughs> I, like honestly, like what's like, I think talk to your spouse about like, what's the worst that can happen? That's how we always make decisions. We think about like, what's the worst that can happen? And it's like, so if they quit their job and they try to start a business, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Go get another job. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it's not that big of a deal, but like think about what what is the best situation that could happen. Yeah. It's gonna be life changing. Like so to me that risk is completely worth it. Like if it doesn't work, then figure something else out. But if it does work, like you're gonna be able to live your like dream life. Totally. Well, I mean, and like that is kind of obviously and we'll we'll get into like the struggles and like bumps along the way that we've had as well. But I mean, really best case scenario has happened for us. I mean, you were able to quit your job within a couple of months, I think after me launching my first course, which is insane. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like you were passionate about your job in retail. So that was a win-win for both of us. But I mean, that, that is a good way to look at it. I mean, whether you're trying to get your spouse on board or you're just somebody who has a lot of fear and doubt about starting a business, think about for yourself too, like what is the worst that could happen? Okay, you give this a good try for the next year and it doesn't work. I mean, you can always get another job. Right. And I mean, even start slow, like show them you can make a little bit of money and like prove to them that like, hey, this like proof of concept, even if it's like making a hundred bucks, like show them like- Totally. Like, give them like a little bit of inspiration to believe in you. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously working together, so once you quit your job and then us working together full time has had its challenges. But it, I mean, it's it's hard because it's like not something I necessarily would recommend <laughs> to anybody. Like I don't recommend that anybody go into business with their spouse. Would you agree or not? Um, I don't agree or disagree. I think it's about like, your dynamic as a couple yeah like if you work together i think there's a lot of couples that could probably work together yeah better than us or worse than us it just kind of depends on your relationship and And i mean honestly i don't think it's been a bad situation i think it's being aligned with like the strengths and weaknesses of like what to do because i think a lot when we first started like we weren't aligned with like what we were yeah well, and let me explain that a little bit more because it's not, that makes it sound like I, I think it's been terrible, which it hasn't. It, I think it's actually been really good and there's been a lot of learning over the past couple years. But what I mean by that is we have just naturally, I think, a really good dynamic to be in business together. And by that, I mean, it's my business. So I feel like I still kind of have the final say in things and you are also very easygoing. I'm also more of like an action taker and you are more of like the, you're able to kind of like conceptualize the bigger picture and kind of guide me and I'm the action taker. So together, both of our strengths work really well and that's not something we really knew going into it. But I could definitely see how in a partnership, if you are both really wanting the control or the final say, that would be extremely difficult. Or if both of you were super relaxed (laughs) yeah I mean I think definitely to make it work like one has to be a boss and one has to be an employee yeah so I mean in in that way it can be difficult and especially navigating like okay we work really well together in a business setting but then also making sure that that doesn't affect our actual relationship too which is even more important than our business relationship because (laughs) it's definitely hard too I mean when you 
thinking about like traditional gender roles and stuff too. I mean, in that way, it's definitely for me different being like kind of the leader, if that makes sense in business, but I don't necessarily like to have that role when it comes to like our relationship. So navigating those two things can be a challenge as well. On the other end, working with your spouse has so many benefits. I mean, you get to, assuming that you like to spend time with each other, which I really like spending time with you, you get to spend a lot of time together. No, I agree. I love that like we can wake up in the morning and have breakfast and like plan out the day and then like pause and have lunch or even like work on things together. And just having the freedom to be able to, I love the fact that not only the freedom for me to be able to really do whatever I want, but also for you. I mean, if on a random Thursday, like this morning, for example, we're just having a good conversation over coffee and I'm like, you want to just podcast and record this? And you're like, sure. And we just do that or take the afternoon off or whatever. And just having the freedom to be able to do that is something that no regular job can give you, which I think is just such a benefit of working for yourself. So I think another struggle, like working together is like, I've always wanted my own business. So like working for you, I've also been trying to like, think of like what I could do on my own. And I think we've gone back and forth between like me trying to do my own thing and like fully working for you. And I think that's a lot of the struggle. I think if I was just like good with just being an employee the rest of my life and just working for Rebel Nutrition all in, like, I think we wouldn't have, it would have been like very smooth. That's true. That's a really good point because I think, so when we first, when you first quit your job and we started traveling, you were all in with Rebel Nutrition, like working with me full time. You were taking all of my photos, video content, editing, you helped with everything on the back end. And then we realized that that was, I don't know. I don't know what the, what point we got to where it was like, I think we were just butting heads a lot about well, I also think we were trying to do things like you, we were trying to take travel style photos, which was not like, we almost got to a point where we we're like trying to be like couple travel photos. And that was not what was aligned with like your <laughs> business or what I wanted to do either. Yeah. And that's we, where it kind of got to a point where we're just like, we need to like do something else. I, and that's a good point about just like trying to be something that you're not in your business. I think when we first started traveling, we were, we were like, oh, we can be kind of like a travel couple influencer. And so every new place that we went to, we would try and get like epic couple shots. And that just led to so many, <laughs> so many arguments. Like I can think about times when we're in just the most beautiful place, like Santorini, and we're trying to get this epic couple shot and we just wanted to like kill each other because it was, both of us just had a different idea or one of us was not in the mood or I don't know, it just, I think it's a good reminder to like, if something feels completely misaligned or not fun, then it's probably a good sign that that's not meant for you. And then once I just started focusing on like more educational tutorial videos rather than photos, because I'm, I'm not trying to be like a model. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it took us a while to figure that out though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, so I guess at that point, we did kind of take a break of you working for me and yeah. you were focusing on your own photos and your own video. And this is something you guys that has gone back and forth quite a few times. Cause then I think we did that for a while. And then, and then we realized that, well, what happened was then after that, I feel like I felt really alone. Like I needed his help again. And 
this is where like the challenge comes in because it's like, yeah, I want to support him to do his own, his own business. But at the same time, I need his help. (laughs) (laughs) But then now I feel like it's not even like that you need my help. You like not feeling alone, I think. Yeah. Like in the, I like, I like the support. And I think especially while we were traveling and it's like, we were always in, everything was always new, always in a new country, always in a new Airbnb. It's like, and then I had my business, which was fully supporting us. I was like, I need you to be there in the trenches with me kind of. And so I think that's when, then we started working together again. But I feel like at this point now we have a pretty good balance because at, yeah. at now, like you are doing like my Facebook ads, you do my photos, you still do like more of the taxes and like bookkeeping stuff. And then you are also creating your own business. Do you want to talk a little bit about like your what your Instagram account is on and then how you've exploded it? Because everybody wants to know how you grew so fast. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely inspired by you, which it's funny that you get comments that... Oh my God. It's so fucked up. Let me just tell you guys this real quick. I get comments all the time about how I'm stealing Eric's content strategy because I do the things you didn't know you could do on Canva. And he kind of took that spin off of my Canva videos and did things you didn't know you could do on your iPhone. But people assume, and I think that this is just misogyny, but people assume that he thought of that original idea and that I stole it from him. I'm like, okay, people. I straight up stole, stole it from you. So <laughs> so you heard it here first. This was my original. No, I'm just kidding. I have no shame. It was. <laughs> I mean, I completely like thought of that and like was like, what can I do that things you don't know? And also, I think that's and, an epic idea. And anybody right. else listening to this who wants to take that idea and run with it, please go for it. It's not, I mean, I'm sure I learned it somewhere else. There are no original ideas anymore. As long as you make something your own, I think you should go for it. Like get inspired by other people and run with it. Anyways, I'm sorry. And going into the tips, I mean, that's exactly what it is, is like that line I feel like is very polarizing that like helped me grow is like people, it's like a hook. Like if I'm telling you things you don't know, you're going to stick around and watch because you're like, do I know this mm-hmm. or do I, do I not? And it so also think, encourages comments too, because people want to tell you right. if they didn't know it or if they did know it. Yep. So I think it's genius. And then I think another tip um, going into that is just like looking at some other people's like similar videos about like iPhone tips like that have gone viral and then you look at their account they don't have a lot of followers because they don't have like they didn't stick to a niche like they have like random other videos and people aren't going to follow but I think like once one of my videos went viral people look at my profile and see that I have a ton of more or ton of videos on like iPhone tips and they're like oh I'm going to follow this person because I really want to know like all iPhone tips if I had a video go viral on iPhone tips and then a bunch of travel photos or a bunch of like travel videos, most likely nobody's going to follow me, maybe a few, but not to the point where I am right now. Yeah. So I think picking a niche when you are at the beginning stages of your business is really, really helpful to grow. And, and I think that kind of scares people because nobody wants to be stuck in a niche forever. Right. But that doesn't mean that you have to be stuck in a niche forever. It's literally just to get your name out there and get noticed and get known for something and give people a reason to follow you and kind of so they know what to expect going forward. Because again, like you said, if you're posting a thing you didn't know you could do on your iPhone and then you're talking about like gardening, people are gonna be like, what? 
what am I going to get? I don't know what I'm going to get with this person, so I'm not going to follow them. So I think that can be really helpful. Yes, definitely. And then the last tip was like what you said is just like giving them a reason to comment. I think the video that really went viral, people, it didn't work on older phones. So everybody's like, this does work. This doesn't work. This does work. And so like everybody's commenting about something. So it's like a lot of times people get mad that I don't say like what iPhone or what software it works and doesn't work, but that also gives them a reason to comment. And so it's not always bad, even if they're like bashing you, like that's kind of helping you. And so, I mean, it's not that I'm leaving that out. It, it also make my video super long if I listed all the iPhones that it worked on and all the operating software it worked on. Like it's not, I'm just not going to include that in a video, but it also gives them reason to comment. It's almost like you have to just accept being polarizing and accept the fact that you're going to get comments from people that don't agree with you. Because think about it this way. If you're trying to create a reel on any sort of tip, even a Canva tip that every single person likes, I mean, it's just not going to reach anybody. Cause like you said, you're going to be trying to be like, Oh, but maybe you know this, but maybe you don't. And it's in the free version, not the paid version. Like if you're trying to say all that, nobody is going to listen. Cause that's boring. Right. Again, like your tips is like keeping it fast and editing fast. Like it needs, it needs to go fast and you can't include every single detail cause it's not going to be interesting. And, and almost purposely either leaving things out I mean, not, not purposely. I hate, I mean, it's not like you're doing that for the sake of engagement, but for example, sometimes I don't mention if it's on the free or paid version of Canva, just because I don't think about it. I have the paid version. So everything I'm doing, I'm not sure. And then people of course are asking like crazy in the comments, is this on the free version? Is this on the free version? And I'm like, oh, well that's good for me. Cause now I'm getting more engagement and it, it allows me to have then a conversation with those people, which, which I think is great. I think another thing about reels too which I, I wanted to ask you this question because I get this a lot especially the reel that I posted today I, I asked for what people's like biggest question about reels was and a lot of people are just saying like I'm being consistent I'm posting every day I'm I'm providing value but it's still not it's still not getting views and so it's it's so it's challenging because it's like there's no perfect formula for what is going to make a reel go viral or not. I mean, it's, it's a matter of like testing and testing and testing, but is there anything that like comes to mind? I mean, I think there's just something bad about the video, like not necessarily (laughs) like, and I don't say that as in a mean way. I think it's something you can like reflect and say like, what could I improve on this video? I just think like, I look at my, I mean, some of my videos do horrible, which they're great tips and I think they're cool, but like, what did I do wrong? Like, don't blame the algorithm. Don't blame anything else. Hashtags, popular music or like, what can you do better in the video? Like, was your energy off that day? Did you maybe not explain the tip or whatever you're talking about very clearly or in a way that people understand it? Like I, I personally take responsibility for like how well my video does. Yeah. I think that's the thing is taking, taking personal responsibility for everything and knowing that everything is feedback. So if your video doesn't do well, which we've all had that happen, right? It's, and not to take it personally and feel bad about yourself because of it, but take it as feedback of, okay, what about that video didn't resonate with people and how can I make it better? How can I make it more interesting? How can I hook people more at the beginning? How can I talk or edit more quickly to keep people's attention? And on the reverse of that, 
paying attention to what does do well, even if even if you have a reel that has a hundred views and the rest of your reels are only like getting 10 views, that is still huge. And celebrating those successes and trying to pay attention to what about that reel maybe resonated more with people or was more interesting. I mean, you could even ask your audience, like, what, uh, like, can, can you tell me like, what about this reel was interesting? Why did you save it? Why did you share it? What about it was helpful? And even better, if you don't have any reels that are popular, like look at other people's reels that are on that exact same topic that have gone viral. And what can you add? Like, how is that different? Like not saying you should copy them, but like you can also get inspiration from them about like, maybe they're talking faster. Maybe they're talking slower. They maybe, maybe they did something different, like a better picture or different colors in there, something that's grabbed somebody's attention and try that in your reels and see, is that going to work for you? That's a genius tip. And I think so many people are afraid of copying somebody else, which obviously we're not saying to copy somebody else's content. But I think that there's a lot of value in studying what works well in your niche. So let's say, again, let's just go with the Canva idea. Let's say you're doing Canva tips search the hashtag Canva or look at other people's Canva videos and pay attention to what is intriguing, interesting to you, what catches your attention and also looking at the analytics of those posts and seeing what is getting a lot of views, what is getting a lot of comments and taking those ideas as inspiration and then making them your own. I think that's the key, making them your own, like adding something different that you do or a different style of teaching or showing your face or not showing your face. I mean, all of those things can be really made your own. It's funny about the copying thing though, because it's like, we all went to school. Like if you took a business class, like you studied what businesses did to be successful. Yeah. So people don't, don't people don't think that's copying. Yeah. But then like when you, you have an idea and you like make it your own and want to share that idea, like you think that's copying. So like, I mean, everything in life is like studying what's working and how to get better. Mm -hmm. So it's the exact same thing. Like totally. you went to school and did that and studied all these things on how to get better, or how to do things. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Or even like reading business books or taking a course from somebody that's saying like, this is the strategy that works for me. When you implement that, you're taking those things and making them your own. Right. So I think just obviously being ethical about this, you guys, I feel like I have to emphasize that I'm not saying steal, but like you can pull inspiration from other people and pay attention to what works for somebody else. And also just because something works for somebody else doesn't mean that's going to work for you, but you really have to check in with yourself and say, okay, does this feel like authentic and fun and something that I really want to do? Because I think that's like the golden nugget I guess you would say is that if you're doing something just because it's somebody else was popular or somebody else had a viral reel because they did it that's not necessarily going to work for you you have it'd be to be like me doing canva tips yeah and it'd be like me doing iphone tips like right. I don't want to do that <laughs> like it's great that it's worked for you and you've right. reached what almost 200,000 people on tiktok now and 38,000 people on instagram in a matter of like three months which is insane especially in a time in, when people think it's impossible to grow. <laughs> like right. it's totally, totally not impossible. I think you just have to figure out what works for you. And again, like I want to emphasize this taking personal responsibility for if something doesn't go viral, stop blaming the algorithm, stop blaming your hashtag strategy, stop blaming, you know, why aren't people commenting? Well, you could make it better probably. 
And that's an opportunity for you. You don't have to feel bad about it, but like use it as... Be inspired to like yeah. make it better. Like I think there's all these tips and tricks about how to go viral, but ultimately it, it comes down to like, is the video really a viral video? And not I... the, the popular song, not the hashtags, not anything else. Like is the video actually viral? I also think that your energy has so much to do with it. We were just yeah. having this conversation yesterday about energy and money. And I feel like the days that I create reels, when I'm just having so much fun and my energy is there and I don't really give a fuck if it goes viral or not, but I just think what I'm doing is funny or I think it's really helpful or I love the tip, those are the videos that really perform. And same thing with like making money in my business. When I have kind of like ups and I mean I definitely have ups and downs of like how my mood is and how how I feel like I'm doing because I'm very hard on myself in my business to be honest there are weeks when I feel kind of down on myself those weeks surprise like I don't make as much money as I do on the weeks when I'm just like feeling myself and getting foot massages every day and <laughs> like just dancing around and making stupid reels I make so much more money and it's it's crazy because it has nothing to do with what I'm posting it has You're every, posting the stuff, I'm, same stuff. Yeah, like, I'm doing the exact, yeah. I'm, I'm taking the exact same actions, but my energy is different. And that's why I always say, I mean, I've said this on many podcasts before, like your energy is everything. Feeling good is everything. It seems like such a superficial thing, but like anything you can do to make yourself feel good and have good energy. I mean, for lack of a better word, that's such an LA thing to say, but <laughs> it makes, but a, it's true. it makes it's a total like, difference. It, it's and like we we're talking about it's not like a once in a while thing like it's always like your mood goes down our earnings go down your mood mm -hmm. goes up it's like it's been like that for a while which is so great I and this is another thing that I love having you for is like you encourage me to to do things that I wouldn't necessarily allow myself to do for example like go get a massage take the day off and that kind of support is, has honestly been like so impactful in the success of my business. So like, yeah, I'm the one showing up on stories. I'm the one doing the work. I'm the one making the courses. I'm the one selling. But if I didn't have that support on the back end of you being like, it's fine. Like, don't stress, go do whatever you need to do. Then I, I don't think that I would have gotten to the place that I'm at. So thank well, you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like people wanted to know when I asked on Instagram what questions they wanted to know. A lot of people were wondering about boundaries. Like, do we have a strict, okay, we're, we're talking about business during these hours and we're not during these hours. Um, I'll just say my what I think about that and then you can give your opinion. But okay. I feel like that's something that we have not really, we don't really have strict boundaries about. I mean, I, I feel like after maybe like 7 p.m., we never talk about business I try and not be on my phone as much as I can and we kind of just like chill but the rest of the day is kind of like back and forth <laughs> like what do you think about that yeah I mean I personally know that like before you had your coffee don't bring anything up uh, yeah that's true and <laughs> I mean also like after seven usually you like to chill I think like I'm different like I feel like I respect your boundaries because I don't I don't see it as work talking. I just like talking about that. I've always liked talking mm -hmm. about that. Like I've always like wanted to have a business forever. Yeah. And so I think that's like something that like I'm good with 
but like I think it's exhausting to you and so I kind of know like your boundaries Mm -hmm. and try not to bring things up like that that's a good point yeah I guess my mine are like if (laughs) there have been a couple times you'll like talk to me about like Facebook ads before I've had my breakfast and coffee in the morning and I'm like not okay (laughs) but then after I am a completely different person so maybe I have a little bit of a caffeine addiction but also anybody who's into human design Eric and I are both generators so it is kind of hard for us to turn that off because I feel like you and I both kind of get off on like talking about business ideas well I mean we're passionate about it so it's like something that we like truly enjoy yeah like it's not like we're like I don't know, talking about gardening, like you said, it's not like, I mean, we like both really like it, so. When I think the most telling thing is like we both, I think we both kind of leave those conversations feeling energized and inspired. It's not like, unless it's before my breakfast or past 7 p.m., but anytime between those hours, I feel like it's, it's a really, a good conversation and I feel good afterwards. So, I mean, I don't know. No, I agree. It's not like we're like forcing ourselves to sit in a board meeting <laughs> yeah. and like listen to yeah. like I don't know, a presentation or something. We really like to talk about it, so. Totally. Okay, I have to I always talk about how you give you give great kind of like mindset advice and I feel like <laughs> the best piece of advice you ever gave me when I first started my business, which I don't even think you realized you were giving me advice, but you still were working your full-time job and I was trying to start my business and I asked you for help with things all the time like tech related things because you guys I talk about this all the time but I'm not a naturally tech savvy person so of course Eric (laughs) is very tech savvy and so it has been that has been a huge benefit as well you're you're like my live-in tech support but I remember one of the first pieces of advice you ever gave me was to google it and I think about that all the time now because how often and if you've been guilty of this don't feel bad I'm not calling you out but just take this and apply this in your own business like Anytime you're thinking to yourself like, oh, how do I do X, Y, and Z? Literally, it's as simple as Googling it. The The answers are at your fingertips, which I think is amazing. And it's almost like until you, it's such a simple piece of advice, but until you like even told me to do that, I was like, oh, I can just Google it. I, I'm so empowered now to like find the answers myself. You don't have to rely on somebody else to show you how to do something. Yeah, totally. And I feel like that helped like jumpstart your business because like, I mean, I remember being at work and like you like messaged me like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I'm like, I can't sit here and answer questions yeah. like, all day I'm long. At work, like, so I'm going to have to do my job. So like, just like Google it like that. And I mean, I don't know where I learned that, but I've always like, before I ask somebody else, I've always like tried to Google it. It's number one, it's like way easier because you have like step-by-step instructions right there and two you don't have to wait for somebody like if you were waiting on me all day long to like try to figure something out you would never get anything done in your business because I was working and so I couldn't respond to you like right away Mm -hmm. and so you'd just be sitting there twiddling your thumbs because obviously that's something you're working on right then and you probably needed to get it done in order to move on to the next step and if you sit there and wait for somebody to like respond like you're wasting valuable time so just google it I mean, it's so simple, but I honestly feel like that is life-changing advice if you actually apply it. And again, I think, I don't know where it comes from and like why I thought that 
I had to consult a specific person to get the answer when it's like all of the answers are online if you just search for them. And it's even better now because <laughs> I feel like with Google, like they've improved. So like usually it's like in a list format mm-hmm. on the top of the page. Like you don't, you don't even have, have to go to, to the website. Like you don't have to go to the website anymore. It's just like laid out. <laughs> or even steps. YouTube, it'll like it'll like show you show the, the exact clip right, that's, yeah, the specific, that's showing you what you need to do. Right. And I also feel like that's good advice when it comes to outsourcing. So I have I have kind of a like unpopular opinion I think when it comes to outsourcing I think when you get to the point in your business that you can afford to outsource things then obviously go for it especially when your time is being spread thin and you're ready to scale outsource anything that you don't want to do for sure however when you're starting your business I don't necessarily I mean usually when you're starting your business you have more time than money right so I think learning how to do things yourself for example even like navigate and set up your own website, change your email opt-in forms, create your landing pages, those types of things, they might seem really hard, but it's worth learning how to do yourself because then you don't have to email somebody else to fix it every time you want to change something or, or like reach out to a coach to do something for you because how much time are you wasting by doing that? Like, I love the fact that you told me to Google it and I learned how to pretty much DIY everything myself because now anytime something goes wrong in one of my funnels, my webinars, my video editing, my email marketing, anything, I can fix it myself, which is like the most empowering thing you can ever teach somebody, I think. I agree. So, and obviously once you start making money, outsource whatever you don't want to do. I think that's important too, because you don't want to be doing everything yourself for the rest of time because <laughs> your time is valuable. But but also if you know how to do it too, then you can know like when you're outsourcing it, like should this be taking so long? Are mm-hmm. they like, how much are they charging me and how much is this task? Like, is it really worth that money? So like, you know, like yeah. the ins and out of your like website and business and everything. And so you, you kind of have a gauge of like, is this worth it or not? That's a really good point because yeah, and I mean, you know, I think that's I'm, that's another thing. I'm glad that I waited so long to pay somebody else to run my ads, my Facebook ads, and tested to make sure that everything I was doing was working organically first because I knew like, okay, this is my baseline. This is how things are working without any ads. And so when I did add on you know, ads, I could look at the difference. Like, is this worth the amount that I'm spending? Am I getting this much more of a return or could I be doing the exact same thing on my own? So it's really, I think in the in that way too, I mean, so many people think that you need to start outsourcing and paying for ads and paying a VA and doing all these things right at the beginning. And I don't necessarily think that you need to. I mean, if you have like a huge budget, then maybe go for it. But most people that are starting their business don't. Okay, so we are getting ready to wrap up, but I have a couple more like reels slash TikTok related questions to ask you because I feel like these are the most common questions that I get. Also, FYI, you guys, if you have more questions for Eric or you have an unsupportive spouse that needs to talk to a friend, have him reach out to Eric. <laughs> um, you're, you want to just like plug your Instagram and TikToks real quick? Just at Eric underscore Talashude. And I will also, yeah, I'll also link to everything in the show notes. And I'm sure if you come over to my Instagram account, he'll be tagged somewhere when I promote this episode. So, um, okay. The other question. So a lot of people have questions about using other apps to create their, let's just talk about reels specifically. Are there any other apps that you use or are you just shooting and editing inside reels itself? 
I edit everything in Final Cut just because I prefer it. I just don't really like how the editing, how you edit in Reels or TikTok. But that's just probably a old school mentality of I just like editing that better. Well, I mean, I do think in some ways, so Final Cut is just like a uh, video editing platform. How much yeah. is it? Mm, a couple like, hundred a year? Or no, just it's one time? one time fee. Okay. I think it's two or three hundred. I can't remember how much it is, but. I mean, I like Final Cut because if you're somebody who like, you know, like when you're trying to edit inside reels, it's a little bit glitchy. It's a little bit hard to like drag the timer thing. I mean, I still I'm do very, that. I'm very precise, and I don't like the non-preciseness of <laughs> the other apps. Like, I like to be able to, like, cut exactly where I want and, like, add, like, my voice where I want. And just, like, I just like it to be, like, precise, I guess. I definitely think, okay, so if you are just starting out, I wouldn't necessarily recommend getting Final Cut. But I will, because I'll just tell you guys my perspective. Like, when I started making Reels... I recorded a clips in Instagram stories. So, and the reason being is that if you record inside reels, I'm sure some, some of you have experienced this, it can be really glitchy. So if you record the individual clips inside Instagram stories, save it to your camera roll, and then upload those clips into reels where you can then edit and add the text, I think that's the best way to do it. And then if Reels is glitchy and you lose your Reel, at least you still have the original files on your phone. But as I've kind of gotten more advanced with my Reels, I will say, like the one that I just did on, it was kind of like a weekend recap and I did a voiceover and then I made it, I, I like 1.5 speed the audio because I had to talk really, really fast. Doing those types of things or adding in like uh, royalty-free music, those things can all be done in Final Cut just so much easier than trying to do it in reels so i don't know if you're getting started i would say maybe just do it in reels or iMovie yeah, yeah. iMovie is free so same, is, is much final same. cut for mac only or can you use it on pc only mac so what would be the equivalent on a pc do you know like adobe premiere okay so adobe premiere or final cut but yeah iMovie or davinci resolve is actually free okay for uh, both iMovie is a good free version if you have a if you have a Mac too. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Eric, thank you. It's weird to call you Eric because I never call you Eric. But Thanks I'm, for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for sitting at our at our dining table together having this conversation. If you guys like this episode, please reach out to me via DM and tell me and ask me what other questions you would like for us to cover if this was helpful for you. Um, and be sure to go follow Eric on Instagram at Eric underscore Talltrude. I will link to everything in the show notes. And as always, if you are at the beginning stages of your business and you need a step-by-step -step tutorial to follow to create a course, passive income, work for yourself, retire your spouse, <laughs> travel the world, hit six figures, um, I have tons of resources for you linked in the show notes and also linked in my Instagram bio. Thank you for listening and I will be back soon. Bye.